you're listening to the Embodied Astrology Horoscopes for Aquarius season in 2020. My name is Renee. I'm an artist, an astrologer, and a somatic intuitive. In these audio horoscopes, I'll outline what I perceive as the main areas of focus for each sign in the month ahead and give you creative, embodied, and practical suggestions for working with this season's biggest opportunities and challenges. Remember that horoscopes describe general energies and it's up to you to get specific. Listen with your intuition on and your mind open. Take what works, leave the rest. I suggest that you listen to the horoscopes for your sun and your rising signs. Your sun sign is what you tell people when they ask you what your sign is. It has to do with the time of year you were born. Your rising sign is determined by the time of day you were born and the place you were born. If you know your birth information, you can find out what your rising sign is by getting a free natal chart on my website, embodiedastrology.com, in the horoscope section. To learn more about what's coming up in the next 30 days and the major themes of 2020 in general, make sure to listen to Freedom from the Known, the Embodied Astrology episode for Aquarius season. You can find this episode linked in the show notes from my website or as a separate track on your favorite listening platforms. If you'd like to learn more about astrology, check out my subscriber offerings. You can scribe... If you'd like to learn more about astrology, check out my subscriber offerings. You can subscribe by donation at any amount per month and receive access to an extended monthly forecast and printable astro journal that gives you detailed day-by-day breakdowns of the planetary aspects and lunar cycles and suggestions for how to work effectively with their energy. Subscribers also get discounts on year-ahead birthday reports, online classes, live events, and Embodied Astrology Basics handbooks. All of my audio horoscopes, guided meditations, and podcasts are offered for free. I know how helpful astrology can be for making sense out of the world, and it's important to me to keep this work financially accessible, especially during these crazy times in the world. If this work benefits you in your life, please support me to continue making it. You can make a one-time or recurring donation to help keep it going, and side note, recurring monthly donations get you access to the awesome subscriber content. The number one way you can support this work is to share it. Please share it with your family and friends and leave five-star reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Astrology. Thank you so much for your support. I truly, truly appreciate it. I love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please wait for a brief sponsorship message, and I will be right back with your horoscope. Welcome to Aquarius season. We have arrived. Aquarius is a sign that's often um, associated with the future. And Aquarius season in 2020 definitely feels like the future. It seems like this is the, the first turning of the page on a new chapter. And, you know, it's, it's literally like your fingers grasping the page and starting to pull it up. And this transition from the old chapter into the new chapter is really significant. There's um, a lot of difference in terms of how you want to be feeling yourself in the world and um, internally. 
So if you've been listening to my horoscopes over the last couple of months and even the last couple of years, you've heard me talking about this process that you're in um, that really has to do with restructuring your foundation and your foundational experiences. This has to do with your family, your family of origin, your stories, um, core beliefs, patterns, habits that have been set up and in place for a really long time. And it also has to do with the way that you um, ground and resource yourself and uh, make space and time to retreat, to come home. And I think that you're understanding um, something about what you need in terms of this sense of retreat, the sense of grounding and coming home. And that you're also understanding how you can create conditions for yourself that give you what you may not have had in your early experiences. So you may have been wrestling with some content. And I think for a lot of us, the the baggage or the content that we inherit from our families sometimes is so old that we don't even have words for the stories. It's just a feeling that we might have on a kind of programming or patterning that we get. And for you, the sense that I'm getting is that you, um, it's like you were, you were trying to root and you were trying to ground. And for a long time, you couldn't, there was too much in the way. And what was in the way was, um, a feeling of, uh, ambition, perfection, a go, go, go kind of mentality, um, a sense that you needed to be something for someone, maybe for yourself, maybe for other people. And that in the last couple of years, something has really significantly shifted and it's allowed you to move through that barrier and to start to sense into an actual source of nourishment and to um, your ability to, to really get grounded and resource and sustain yourself because you know something about what you need and what you need is not to always go, go, go. It's not to always um, live into whatever the external idea is. And this is really important for Libra. This is an evolution of the Libran consciousness that you have to go inwards, that it's not always about um, validation in the external or, you know, building yourself up into some kind of idea of what you should be. And your internal awareness has deepened so much um, in, especially in these last two years. And something has shifted in the last even couple of, of weeks or couple of months that really wants to help you free your energy and experience your capacity in a totally different way. And this is the turning of the page. And as I look into Aquarius season, which is kind of a um, an introduction or a kind of prelude to the energy of 2020 in general, I see you really wanting to enjoy yourself more and be creative and be playful and kind of expand into your life. And this is a big theme for Aquarius season is you want to let down your hair. You want to let loose. You want to take off your shoes. You want to play and you want to feel like you can enjoy your fucking life. And you have been doing such hard work and such heavy lifting for so long, and now you want to relax a little bit. 
And whatever this new phase is about, some kind of creativity wants to come into your life. And over the course of the next couple of years, there, I don't know if there are projects that you're doing or ideas that you have um, just about your life in general, how you can enjoy your life, how you can take up more space. Um, creativity is not necessarily art. It's any way that you engage with playful energy where you feel like you get to express yourself authentically. And creation or creative energy is like an expression of your heart, right? So where is your heart joyful? Where do you get in tune with your childlike self? This is the place where you want to bring emphasis, where you are, you know, looking into the next phase of your life and wanting to work within. So tally-ho, let, let Aquarius season inspire you and start to motivate you to, to get onto that path. Now, um, a couple of things that are happening this season that are important. So the first thing is that Mercury will begin um, the first of three retrograde cycles that it will go through this year. Mercury retrograde, of course, is a time when we have the planet Mercury, uh, representative of um, the mental state, the mind and language and communications, as well as exchanges that we have where we are exchanging information. Um, when Mercury is retrograde, we apply the RE prefix. So revise, remain, research, um, remember. And the retrograde time is a symbol of the mind turning in on itself or the mind going backwards. And so this idea that there might be something to remember is a really big theme of Mercury retrograde. This cycle, Mercury is retrograde in the sign Pisces, and Pisces is a sign that is not at all logical. It's not linear. It's very intuitive. It's very connected to the subtle planes, to subtle or sacred energies like a spiritual force or like guides. Um, Pisces is incredibly emotional, very sensitive, and very sensitive to the emotions that pervade the space around us, so vibes um, and the collective. And Pisces desperately wants to bring healing and love into the collective space. And when it senses something that feels amiss, that feels um, sad or, or hard. It's like there's such a huge amount of compassion and empathy that can come out with Pisces. So Mercury retrograde moving through Pisces stimulates our empathy. It stimulates sensitivity. It stimulates intuition. It asks us to really work with those qualities rather than our straightforward, logical, linear um, minds. And Mercury retrograde, this particular cycle, will be um, challenging for those who are trying to be straightforward and logical and linear. And if that's what you're engaging in, then expect um, to get frustrated and feel confused and not really know what to do. If you can work with your intuition, if you can open to divine guidance, if you can allow this space and time to actually be more of a creative space for experimentation, you will get the benefits of this Mercury retrograde and there's a lot of benefit that can come from it. So Mercury's retrograde period will begin on February 3rd, and this is called the shadow phase. And this is when Mercury uh, starts to move into the territory that it will have to come back to in its retrograde. On March 5th, Mercury will turn retrograde and it will be um, traveling backwards 
apparently or apparently from our point of view until March 16th and then from the 16th through the 30th of March um, Mercury will be direct but finishing up its shadow phase. So that entire period of time from February 3rd through March 16th I want to encourage you to really be thinking about how you relate with your day-to-day life with the mundane reality of your day-to-day life in an intuitive spiritual creative way and as you know as you move through your life as you attend to your responsibilities as you structure your schedule as you make your plans can you also remember that you live in um uh, a realm that is fairly dense, right? The earth earth plane is fairly dense and there are a lot of subtle energies that we can't perceive. And so as you're making your plans, as you're organizing your schedule, make space for meditation, make space for connecting with your intuition. When you're um, uh, attending to your responsibilities, crossing off your items on your to-do list, um, If things aren't going the way that you want them to go, trust that they needed to go a different way. Trust divine interference. If it comes in and your plans aren't working, practice surrender. The more that you can kind of let go of any uh, mechanisms or instincts to really have control over your life and to make sure that every little piece is in the right place, then the more you can open to things kind of tumbling into Um, the places where they need to be. And you want to trust that there's going to be soft landings. So this is a time when you really want to practice having faith in the unseen and the unknown in your daily life. The other place where you want to practice refining your intuition and connecting to um, spirit is with your health when it comes to your body. And the more that you can give space and time for your intuition and for your spiritual relationships, the better off your health is. And I really want to encourage you to listen deeply to what your spirit is telling you and listen deeply to what your intuition is telling you. Because I think there's a piece around this um, process you've been in around trying to root and trying to ground that is opening up a new spiritual dimension for you and you want to attune your intuition to the kinds of messages you're getting about how you want to take care of yourself and um, the kinds of, of space or consideration that you need to take care of yourself. Venus will transit Aries from February 7th through March 16th. Aries rules uh, the relationships in your life. It's your opposite sign. So Aries has a lot to do with your partners, with your collaborators, with relationships that you have with people on an equal level. Venus is a planet that brings love, magnetism, abundance, and attraction wherever it travels. So this is a great transit for you to enjoy your relationships, to have fun being with people, to feel that you're a beautiful person and the people in your life are beautiful too. Really uh, connect and and enjoy and appreciate them. Now Aries is a sign that needs to be self-determined and do things its own way. So really try and love and appreciate the individuality of the folks that you connect with and love and appreciate your own individuality. And when you um, really get that as kind of a mutual exchange, that it's you know individuals coming together, you can love and appreciate each other for your differences, then collaboration becomes so much more joyful. 
From February 16th through March 31st, the planet Mars will transit Capricorn. Um, Capricorn was the energy I was talking about in the beginning of this horoscope, this process you've been in that's been so intense, that's been so focused, where you've been needing a breakthrough into um, your, your root and your ground and your sense of, of support. So Mars coming into this part of your chart brings action, it brings energy, it brings heat, force, passion, and potentially aggression and conflict. Mars traveling through Capricorn um, can also increase tendencies for control and authoritarianism and a kind of dominating energy. So I want to encourage you to be really gentle with your family and with the people who you live with during this time. If you have needs or boundaries that are not being met, do your best to communicate about them with gentleness and with love. Ask for what you need, but don't bowl people over. This is a really good time for you to clarify your home space. So if you have clutter in your house or if you have you know, energy in your house that's not feeling good to you, use this transit to reorganize, to redecorate, um, kind of clear things out. That would be one of the best uses for it is to clear stuff out, to, to kind of use the force and the heat to um, make your space into a space that feels energizing and supportive for you. Finally, um, Mars in this part of your chart is bringing a lot of energy into your foundation and into your root. And depending on how you're metabolizing this energy, you could find this to be glorious or it could be a little bit disturbing. But if you are able um, during this transit to spend some time um, consciously connecting to ground through your body, through your feet, through your pelvis, and through your tailbone, focusing on the the spaces where the root chakra is resonating most strongly, so really at the base of your pelvic floor and in the soles of your feet, um, that could be a really interesting practice for you during this transit because this is where you're getting a lot of energy and there's a lot of charge for you. So you want to connect with it and um, kind of invite that power in to support you. And that power can also support you to be clear with your boundaries, with your needs um, also in your relationships. So we've got a couple of lunations this month. There's a new moon on January 24th at four degrees of Aquarius. The new moon is always a great time to set intentions for the next uh, 12 months of your life from new moon in Aquarius to new moon in Aquarius in 2021. Aquarius is this kind of future orientation that I'm talking about that has a lot to do with your creativity and with your fun. Let the new moon be a time when you focus on how you want to open up your life and invite this creative, fun, pleasurable, erotic, um, spontaneous, expressive energy into your life. You want to let yourself shine. And this is a great new moon to, to set some of those intentions in. There is some frustration that precedes this new moon, the couple of days before. Remember that frustration often precedes breakthrough. So if you're feeling squeezed, um, give yourself a couple of deep breaths move through it and notice what comes out on the other side. If you have planets or points near four degrees of Aquarius, these planets are going to be especially stimulated by this new moon and you should consider their meanings within the new moon. There's a full moon on February 8th and 9th, depending on your time zone. This is a full moon at 20 degrees of Leo, which means that the sun is at 20 degrees of Aquarius. Again, planets or points around 20 Leo or Aquarius should be considered in the meaning of the full moon. This full moon is a boost to creative energy, and it encourages you to really kind of open your heart and um, let yourself be 
playful. This is a full moon that is inviting you out um, into the social, get out there with friends, enjoy the company of others. And this idea that I was mentioning before about everybody being individuals is a, an important idea to bring into the full moon that the more that you can appreciate the people around you and their unique offerings, their exceptional qualities, um, then the more you can really trust your unique offerings and your exceptional qualities. And you want to have um, kind of a, a, you know, confidence in yourself and what you're bringing so that it allows you to be open and receptive to other people who are powerful and brilliant because this is the kind of community that you want and that you're calling in. All right, so make sure to check in with me on the 24th of January and the 8th of February. I'll be sending out lunar attunements. You can find those attunements in your inbox if you're signed up for my free newsletter or at Embodied Astrology on Instagram. I'm wishing you all the best in Aquarius season and beyond. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.